This episode of Like Minded Podcast is sponsored by Lakeland Hire. Visit lakelandhire.co.uk to get 15% off your holiday booking in the Lake District. If you entered the competition in our last episode, visit our Facebook page and take a look at our pin post to find out if you've won a two-night stay in a luxury holiday home in the Lake District. Hello everyone and uh, welcome to our second podcast. Caitlin, what have you been doing recently? <laughs> what, between now and 10 minutes ago? <laughs> well, I, I just had this vision of you that, um, you know, since lockdown, you've just been at home watching rom-coms and drinking on your own. Is, is oh, that right? No, it's not. It's really not. Is it not? Okay. <laughs> no, Bob. Oh my God. He's painted this such a lovely picture of me, I tell you. Um so anyway, we're joined today by Sarah and Nancy from Fallen Doors Theatre. And yeah, so we're just going to have a chat with both of you today. Hi. Welcome, Hello. welcome. Hello. Um, Sarah, let, let's start with you. Tell us a bit, of, how would you describe yourself to a stranger in, in the street about what you do? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so I am a theatre director um, slash sort of like theatre maker, I guess. Mm. Um, I freelance directs like I love sort of finding new plays finding new people to work with um working with local artists um yeah I don't know how how long you've been doing that for and how did you get into it yeah so I started and went to uni 10 years ago um no 11 years ago Mm. god show me so I went to uni 11 years ago in Liverpool um John Moores and for my dissertation I decided to write like a short um play and put it on rather than having to do a full dissertation mm. oh, obviously amazing. like best mm. situation um and yeah just ever since then I just realized I really really like actually making theatre um was terrified of being on stage like cannot act to save my life at all I was awful at it <laughs> we, um, we know how that feels yeah. <laughs> you oh, could speak no, for yourself mom <laughs> yeah I was absolutely awful at it so literally since uni just decided to keep putting on as much as I could um finding really good plays yeah. writers to produce work with and um, we just sort of like hire a venue out for a couple of nights put on a play see how it went mm. um and that's kind of like how I got into it yeah and oh, ever since then I've just been doing as much as I can when I can around obviously working full time yeah of course um and yeah that's kind of me and Nancy so what what happened um what happened <laughs> when, when did you go to university um roughly about the same time as you I went gosh dead old I started oh, 2008 yeah <laughs> and um it was I've always done drama and sort of theatre studies mm-hmm. like right up to A levels and then when it came to crunch time I kind of bottled it and was like no let me try and go down a sensible room whatever yeah. sensible nobody means, wants you know that I mean? <laughs> but like you've got to do what you're passionate about and I've always yeah. loved like theatre and I've loved the whole creative process of finding new plays devising like every sort of aspect and then sort of following that doing you know drama society and then a couple of Amdram groups I, I found producing to be kind of my main lane because it was a good yeah. like um balance. did you start on the stage though nancy and go backstage yeah yeah pretty yeah. much yeah, yeah. That we was both like, did weirdly actually yeah, yeah. Right. like yeah. I, I buzz off of that like i still do love acting yeah. but like she always, oh, says, she's always like do you know what i actually might just 
maybe want to be in the next one. I know. And I'm like, and do I it. Say that, and then I'll but this this oh. is my theory, though, yeah. Caitlin, that, that producers and directors are failed actors. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I, I am great. a failed actor, though, so that's, that's quite true for but me. But, Nancy, you were telling me this thing about... Because... Um, um, Sarah, you you um, you lived, grew up in Preston and came to Liverpool for yeah. for uni and then stayed. Yeah. Um, but Nancy, you grew up in Liverpool, but went to Reading. What on <laughs> earth were you thinking of? It was. It was. I don't know. It just. I feel like sometimes things happen for a reason, 100%. and it was just one of those. Um, my friend, we in A levels in year thirteen, we were all looking at different prospectuses, and one of his courses was really niche, and it was done in Reading. And he was like, oh, how about you apply here? And then that way, at least if we're both down south, you've got a mate. Mm. Yeah. And mm. then I got in and he didn't. That's amazing. Awkward. <laughs> Oops. But, I know. But then I went down to visit the campus. And, you know, sometimes you get those moments where it mm. just feels right. Yeah. Where you're like, 100%. this is the place. But yeah. were you still trying to convince your parents that you were doing a sensible kind of uh, vocation? Yeah, I went down the business route because I was like, okay, like, oh. I had this stupid daydream. I was like, oh, I could be like a female Richard Branson that no one wants to be in. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but at the time, I was like, oh, like imagine like female boss kind of scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I think when, whatever it is that's on your heart or that you really want to do, it just, it finds a way of coming out yeah. anyway. And yeah. then I found mm-hmm. the drama society in uni. Everyone was amazing. I had a great time being involved with that went down the you know working in an office route but always found i just need to scratch that creative yeah, itch. yeah you yeah. do definitely yeah. i love that um so can what would you what advice would you give to somebody that it what wait let me start this question again <laughs> what do you wish you'd known when you first started out um how rubbish the, the directing would be. Yeah, do you know, no. I think the main thing is a lot of people don't, I think a lot of people see that you have to go a certain way, mm. that you have to, um, you have to, for just directing wise, you have to assist big directors, you have to um, get a load of work experience doing that. But for me, mm. the main thing I've learned and all my sort of main experience and everything I've learned is from producing your own work, mm-hmm. whether that's upstairs in a pub, um, whether that's literally in your living room, um, filming something, produce your own work, yeah. like that's the main thing. And I think I kind of did follow that, um, but a lot of people just come straight after, out of uni and think, right, I have to get in the big building, I have to, I have to get a really big assistant job to get anywhere. But then yeah. by the time they've done all that for years, they then are ready to direct on their own, but they've never, directed anything Actually, they've never it. produced anything yeah. they've never sort of done the groundwork so i think that's my sort of main advice to directors i'd Amazing. say and um, what about you Anne? um i'd say sort of similar that is in that there's not one single route to yeah. get to where you want to be and i d- don't feel like being of a certain age kind of disqualifies you from then maybe doing a change mm-hmm. and yeah. going down a certain course because i didn't really properly pursue you know working in theater until i was about 24 and that was still that's still young when you yeah. think about it in retrospect mm. but you think oh, I'm about two three years out of uni my my opportunity was those kind of uni years where you get your degree but it's not all the be all end all no. that's not the only route yeah. going through uni to get to the creative industries because you don't have to do a master's you don't have yeah. to know like people think you have to do certain things but you really don't and I think another main thing is that and it's only been really recently that I think we talk about it a lot is this sort of 
um, idea of making it. Mm-hmm. Everyone just is waiting for that one job where they've made it, where that's not the case. Yeah. Like you can do yeah. a massive job and mm-hmm. have nothing for another year or mm-hmm. have nothing mm-hmm. for two years. Yeah. Like I, I think people are too set on when you've done this, you've made it, that's it. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen. It's like, the what does success industry. mean to you? Yeah. Yeah. It's, like you meet, you meet actors who do massive, massive jobs, massive yeah. films, massive productions, and then they may not get another job for six months, mm-hmm. a year, who knows? I know. And I think if you just get out of that mindset that you're aiming for something, that you just sort of go along with it and you aim for your next step, aim mm-hmm. for your next job, yeah. but don't sort of wait to make it. Cause even when you've made it, you're still probably going to be grafting, doing another job <laughs> on the side. And yes. I know. Yeah. Like, so, what made you set up Falling Doors Theatre? Um, so I set it up in 2014, I think it was. Um, and it literally came about, we were we had a show on called The Morning After, mm-hmm. um, written by Dave Cox um, at the Lantern Theatre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole play revolved around this huge wooden door in the middle of the stage. Um, so people coming in and out of the door um, and right at the end so the pivotal moment where everything was revealed and there was a massive twist the door basically came off its hinges so it's like a kind of it was like built up and it was attached to like the ceiling mm. but it right. came off the hinges smashed onto the stage <gasps> just missed a girl that was like lying oh on the God. bed playing a dead body oh my um smashed someone's laptop i think it was asked really manager's laptop or mm. some yeah someone's laptop and everyone just was like oh my god this is the worst thing i literally shriveled up into like a ball and was like this is the worst thing like i'm never doing theater again i'm literally (laughs) this is over and then afterwards i just went like because it carried on so they just carried on the acts were like right just gonna brave through it um and it was amazing like it didn't it didn't hinder it at all and i thought that should have destroyed it i would have just run out the theater crying um but it carried on and afterwards we were all talking i was like if that can if if you can do a show that a massive and piece of happens, set can happen yes. yeah and it can still carry on and it can mm. still be a really good show and the audience love it then you know you've made a good piece of work yeah. um so i think one of the cast members um my friend kyle was like why don't we you should call because we were thinking about my theater company name and <laughs> yes. he was like what about falling doors theater and i was like oh wow. do you know what yeah. <laughs> i thought yeah that's 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 but, it but yeah. it could have been broken table theater <laughs> just wouldn't have the it set yeah. Been, yeah. But smash laptop theater it could yeah. be yeah. but it was just this image honestly it happened in slow motion the door just crashing down and i think <gasps> i've got a lot of friends who are in the audience who even to this day sort of remember it i think kath was in the audience wasn't yeah. she wow. and yeah i've never felt horror like it genuinely never felt horror like it but you've got to turn things like that that happen that can be the worst things yeah. into yeah, yeah. the Positives, best things and here yeah. we are now mm-hmm. sort of like making making positives of it so wow so yeah oh i love you've got a story behind i know yeah. actually so all, honestly if every time i think about it i get this like horror in my stomach <laughs> you still I'm just remember like, it no like this is a positive moment now so yeah. and it's made me realize like always check every piece of set <laughs> that's not gonna happen time. again yeah. yeah yeah we literally anything i think even now i'm like if we've got something on stage i'm like just keep checking it just keep, keep yeah. checking it like i'm just i always just think the worst i'm like that like what in some pit what was it that was really worried about the windows the windows i was like they're gonna come fish down wine. like the fish <laughs> wine, they are gonna fall but our design was amazing like yeah. they wouldn't have fallen. yeah um they wouldn't have fallen even yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> fall isn't the word um okay. and yeah i think just double but check would, everything. when you put on a play yeah what are you looking to do with, with that play are you looking to kind of 
touch people emotionally, change their minds, show them a piece of life? Or what are you doing when, when you put on a play? Um, we're both really similar in what we want. So we've both always said, like, I think The Never did this. Mm. So The Never's about, obviously, um, virtual reality is kind of Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. It's about a world where you can be anyone and it goes a little bit dark. Obviously, you don't mm. know too much detail on this. I don't know what the age rating is. Um, um, it's, it's fine. Yeah, but anyway, um, and afterwards, the whole audience, like, we're talking about it in the bar it was literally but even to this day everyone's like oh my god so i think this about that like yeah. I, I i believe in that side or yes I thought, like, do you know what like, yeah, it's about challenging them um, people's ideas and what what they think about things mm. but then yeah. just presenting it in sort of different stylized ways and then yeah. making people reflect on them, their own their selves own lives, and their yeah. own lives yeah. it, it is nancy and, and I, I think if we wanted to go out and tell people something we'd come across as crazy people like ranting yeah but yeah. when you put it in a production yeah. yeah it's a subtle way of getting people to engage with Definitely. issues and and, yeah. and things in a way that's safe and and is yeah. more palatable Amazing. and like controversial contra can't even speak controversial topics like i love yeah. doing something that people go oh that's a bit tongue in cheek yeah. yeah. like are you sure you can do a play like that and i'm like yeah i want to do it like definitely yeah. and i think after the nether there was was it a couple of nights everyone the whole audience when it finished just stayed in the auditorium mm. just the auditorium yeah. Yeah. in no, the, in the theater yeah, yeah. um just talking about it just arguing with people about it like obviously with friends yeah um and even like now people in the street be like oh my god like people we know obviously yeah um the nether oh my god so still i i really mm. think that that was a good mm. thing like i but i but i don't agree with this like, yeah. i agreed with the detective i agreed with the person yeah. even the cast was so, so split good. on it there was no yeah, general cast, really wow. yeah. Which was yeah. Yeah. we had like i think the first whole two weeks of rehearsals we didn't do anything on its feet we literally because of the subject matter yeah we just sat around a table and discussed everything every single page we just completely tore it apart and so the cast member, there was four cast members and two of the cast, so two were for it and two were against okay. it. Yeah. Wow. Um, and so it, it was mainly, Do it was fine. mainly Kath and Lee that were kind of, so they played the characters that were for and against it mm. in the play. Yeah. And then in the real sort of world in rehearsals, they were just so for their characters. Mm. So they were against each other. So wow. it was so weird how it happened and, it just that just made that just made it did, a play, yeah, the didn't performance it? as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Because they truly but believe I, I what they're saying. You know, there, there are shows that are put on f- to entertain people, yes. and people come there along, is. and it it's you know it's an event. Yeah. It's yeah. Um, it's but something to watch, yeah. and it's pleasant. Um, and they go away, and they they've enjoyed themselves. Mm-hmm. They've had a good mm-hmm. night out. Yeah. Then there are other plays that, in some way move people yeah engage with people get them to kind of explore the the way that we yeah they, they think about things and i i, I get that from like uh fallen doors theater yeah. do, you, do you deliberately set out to do that yeah like i, I think we we don't want to just shove something down people's neck we no. don't want to mm. be like come to the theater and not have a great time we don't want people to leave feeling miserable feeling upset I think it's just about that balance and if you get that perfect balance of being able to entertain while also instill something in people i yeah. think that's that that's what theater should be yeah. amazing mm-hmm. like with sam pit i think that was 
it was entertaining, I hope. <laughs> no, it was. Yes. It was. It was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Did you watch it, Bob? I, I didn't because no. I, I was scared because it, it was on at the time of the, you know, the, the virus was, was just oh, going right. out. Yeah. 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 So yeah. We, and I you just got away it. with it yeah. in terms of about, uh, putting yeah. that yeah. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. literally. But yeah, it was incredible. But like, we hoped that that was, we wanted it to be a comedy, we wanted it to be entertaining, mm-hmm. but we also wanted, which we I hope we got because we did a lot of feedback with mm-hmm. the audience yeah. as well, like written feedback. Um, and we, people got it or people made their own interpretations and mm. that's what we wanted we yeah. didn't want people to just go oh it's brilliant yeah great and then move on to the next thing or yeah. go home and not think about it again we want people to every now and again be like oh actually yeah. do you know what that like that play we saw and just yeah. just have a sort of I know it was really true man vibes wasn't it like yeah yeah that's exactly that's what funny. we sort of kind of like the good place have you seen um, oh the, yeah I love the good place started watching it I was like this exactly. is Sam here oh my god yeah. this is the same I've thing I've not seen really? it yet no. yeah just no. like watching really it yesterday good. and was like that is so similar mm. what's going oh, on <laughs> so we've skipped a bit and as in like how did you two become together yeah <laughs> just about yeah. that yeah she slid in my dms i did slide in her DMs. <laughs> she literally did facebook <laughs> <Actually>. messenger hi <laughs> so do you want to explain that like how did you two become yeah yeah so, um, yeah, so uh, sarah messaged me it felt kind of out of the blue i just wrapped up um my last show with um yeah young producers yes. um so i was kind of like oh what's my next project gonna be mm. now i'm left on my own two feet and um just perfect time and she messaged me and she said i need um a producer to help me with um an upcoming play she was down in london at the moment doing a different production and it was the nether that she was gearing mm. up to do and i was just kind of glad of the opportunity like she came off like really kind of professional i was like oh i'm just a and she's new yep mad because i am not like, professional at yeah. all no, <laughs> way, no, she arranged a call as well she went oh, okay no. let's have a phone call at like she this was... time and i got i got up to my room like five minutes before preparing like okay sarah's gonna call i need to be all professional got <laughs> little me, did like... you know <laughs> what you're into, literally. Yeah. and yeah she just explained the project and like a couple of people that she had on board already and yeah. it, i loved the sound of the play and yeah. like she came across like really sw- switched on because i wanted to make something of actually getting to put on actual productions mm-hmm. and doing it sort of from scratch like sourcing your own finances you know building the team liaison with theaters properly mm. instead of you mm. know you kind of have the great thing about the yep um scheme is that you know you have that safety net and yep. you've got the extra guidance and then now that was kind of it was a great next step yeah a really good team on board and we had we sort of i think for that one was the first time so even from doing plays in the past mm-hmm. like it's always been a really small team um a lot of actors but small creative team yeah. we've sort of multi-rolled everything but for the nether i was like i want it to be a collaboration of local creatives i want to get everyone so i want music on board i want um, yeah we had like chris doing um Sorry. set and av like he did the production um, projection and it just everyone just sort of really sort of kind of extenuated extenuated everyone's skills i think mm. for that and it was just a really good like we didn't have funding we had nothing we had oh. literally i think we spent about 200 quid didn't we on the set that was it on the set yeah and yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, we literally had nothing to do it on it was a massive like collaboration Um, hopefully all to be able to invite people along to and have things for our portfolio mm. and it just really kind of set the grounds for what type of working kind of but, company we want. And, and that's one of the things that we want to do with, with this podcast is get um, mm. people to focus on um, and think about some of the other roles that, that are in theatre because mm-hmm. people think of yeah. theatre as actors and, and, and whatever. Um, 
what do you get out of kind of producing or, or, or directing? What, why did you go into that particular part? And tell us a bit about uh, what, what it's like directing and, and, and producing something. Um, so I think I got into it because I've always been quite... Um, bossy. Uh, bossy, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, I can be quite bossy. And quite like set in my ways in, in a certain way. Um, I love like really challenging myself. Like I couldn't like if like sometimes I'll read a play and be like, this would be good. It wouldn't really be a challenge. It'd be quite nice to put on. I think nah, like let's do something with like fifteen cast members and let's give ourselves two weeks to do it. Or... Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's why, and I think even just from doing it in the beginning, just that feeling of um, working with a company, with having the audience watching what you've done. And that feeling at the end when um, everyone's even left the theatre and you're on your own and you're just thinking about the show and how you could improve it, that that's mm. not the end product. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's why I keep on doing it. Um, and I think the difference it can make to people, I think people see theatre and it can really touch them in a way that helps them in their yeah. lives. Um, and I think if theatre can do that, then why, why would you want to do anything else? You well, know? At the start, you've got a vision for what, what this is going to look like. Mm. And then when it's finished, do you say that's exactly how I, I envisage it? Or God, it's not no. what I envisage it, but it's better, but it's different or, or whatever. How does that work between the kind of uh, vision at the start? And, yeah, and then... I think. Sorry, that's for both of you. Yeah, no, I think because it's weird. Like we both, I think when we started doing Sandpit, for example, before we, so mm. we had, um, we worked with a designer called Caitlin. Um, and it's not it's, me, by the way. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a designer. Um, so we've worked with the last two productions, we've had a set designer. Before mm. that, we haven't worked with anyone. So for, for me, anyway, before before Nancy joined, um, it, there was no sort of design element. There's nothing there that was visual of how this was going to look. It mm -hmm. was all just kind of done through rehearsals. Whereas for the Nether and Sandpit, we literally had sort of these concept designs and it really helped us visualise yeah. where it was going. And I think it grounded us a little bit more and kind of yeah. we could build on that rather than right. just sort of seeing where it yeah. went. And then when it came to it in the theatre going, oh my God, we need more of this, we need more of that to decorate. Yeah. And um, it kind of changed the way we worked a little bit. But I don't know, what do you... I, I try and I tend not to get a kind of fixed view because sometimes mm. it can be like a hindrance, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. if you have, this is my idea, this is how I see it, just based on past experience it's always going to morph and evolve and change yes. little yeah. by little and which isn't necessarily a bad thing no not at all yeah. sometimes it's an improvement sometimes it's you know it's, it's not always the best thing but you do always get something out of it to help grow and develop and for some people we yeah. had no idea we literally so we booked hope street yeah. and we were like let's just meet um a few of us meet a few actors mm -hmm. like us um we had Ben to do music and we just said let's just let's just we didn't have a title we had yeah. nothing we had no idea yeah, what it was going to be idea and somehow this play evolved that's amazing and, but we had a month I think was it six weeks we'd booked it yes yeah to do it and six we literally weeks. were like Sam I think Sam at Hope Street was like so what's the title and I was like um, we don't have one we yet. came up with a title <laughs> yeah. but then we found then the we title before the, title. the story wow. <laughs> and yeah. he was like yeah. so what's yeah. it called I was like it's called there is a dead body in my baby sandpit <laughs> and he was like then <laughs> <laughs> right and just wrote it in his calendar that will like, have them banging okay. the door down see that yeah. Yeah. No, he's like what's it about I was like I have no idea and we don't know, we yet. Don't know yet so but yeah. I love that do you think you'd do another um, 
definitely project yeah. like that yeah it's so time. stressful so stressful like <laughs> but will you do but it all again <laughs> do it all again but I think how you quickly after more. you've kind of finished a big project like that are you onto a new one does it like take i need to rest for a couple of weeks and forget about it like like childbirth or <laughs> Or, or, or have you got Where's the idea? The <laughs> but, but have you got the idea for the next one while you're still kind of um, working on the on the current one? How, kind how of does that work? They do, yeah, they do tend to overlap because I think mm. it it depends on I guess how much time you want to dedicate. Like sometimes some people can only commit to one at a time, but to try and um, have a continuous stream of things happening. By the time you're in the rehearsal room with one piece, mm. you're already looking at yeah. the funding and all the ideas for the next yeah. one after that. Yeah, and um, who you meet as well, who you yeah. work with, you'll meet, be working with somebody, they'll be like, oh, I like, let's, we should do this actually next time. Yes. Like, yeah, let's do mm. that. So it kind of just evolved. So naturally. that inspires you with people you meet that yeah, we definitely. could work together and do something else, yeah. Yeah, and we came up with a few ideas in Sandpit, like there was a few things that would have really worked for something else just didn't work for Sandpit we yeah. had to kind of we were quite um, had to kind of not streamline it's not the right word but kind of like refocus because yeah. it was so many people mm-hmm. involved um, there was people writing there was music there was design we kind of had to like navigate the whole thing to create an end product that wasn't too um, packed with so many different ideas yeah um, and I think we need to do that more for next time. We need to sort mm-hmm. of really streamline it and really sort of get to the bones of what the play is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Can we um, can we delve into the um, sticky subject of uh, the pandemic and what's happening now? How do you think the current pandemic will uh, will affect performing arts, kind of in the medium term and and, and in the longer term? I think medium term is definitely forcing everyone to innovate how to stage like yeah. productions and just definitely. any kind of creative endeavor. Like it's 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 I don't want to say it's good, but it's given it's forced people to think a bit more creatively yes. mm-hmm. and to step outside of their comfort zones, and it's allowed for kind of new new kind of creations to come about. So, I mean, in the short mm-hmm. term, I I mean I can't say like an, an auditorium full of 50 plus no, no. people or anything Anytime but soon. exploring outdoor performances obviously but now mm. we're coming into winter mm-hmm. that's going to play kind of yeah. another role yeah. into how it's shaped but I think it's not it's not stopped people I don't think it's just now the engine's working a lot harder yeah. to get work yeah. on yeah. yeah it's kind of bringing everything outside of buildings and all these different ways like I think if you'd thought of the pandemic a few years ago, you'd think it would all just be sort of outdoor theatre, but mm-hmm. there's podcasts, there's live streams of monologues, yeah. like there's yeah. so much happening that I don't think would have happened if it wasn't for this pandemic. Um, there's so many people working away at things and figuring out new ways, like Nancy said, mm-hmm. to do things. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's awful, everything that's going on, yeah. but I think also it will help new things to grow and sort of yeah, flourish yeah. a little bit as definitely. well definitely and zoom nobody heard of zoom well personally i <laughs> oh, have heard zoom before and now i live on zoom every week yeah i'm sick of staring at my own face like, <laughs> and literally. everyone does the zoom wave don't they when oh, they go yeah. Oh, bye. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, do you know but what yeah. it is good like zoom's great and yeah. it's good for what it is um but it won't get that excitement of no. opening night no, and live theater and, no. and that's the kind of missing ingredient isn't like it? the recorded shows are amazing like i've caught quite a few over the pandemic yeah. not yeah. as many as i would have um because i just 
I really, and I don't know if anyone else felt the same, but I just really struggled to find, to concentrate. Yes, no, I agree. So I was watching a production that I knew if I was in the theatre, I'd absolutely love. But then watching it on your TV at home, I just couldn't concentrate. And I was like, Mm. am I a fraud? Like, do I not like (laughs) theatre? But so many people I've met have been like, I am 100% the same. And I thought it was just me. No. Mm. But there's just, it's great watching it on TV and it's good if you're doing research or anything. But I think it's made me realise that theatre, for me is about being there being yeah. present in yeah. the moment and yeah. sort of bouncing off people and having that shared experience with people in that same room yeah. as you yeah. no i agree because so. it's like i've done a bit of filming i've done theater before but it's like the thing you just can't beat it once no. you've said that line it's gone exactly yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like for podcasts we can edit yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for filming you can edit and you can go mm. no we'll retake that we'll retake that but once you're there and you're live there's no there's no better feeling exactly. honestly and nobody understands who doesn't do that I, I think yeah. also it's kind of feedback from the audience as well yeah, you because can you'll other. know as well that each kind of performance is different mm-hmm. and sometimes the audience respond and it's palpable how they respond and, yeah. and other times the audience are completely quiet so you don't know how they're receiving it yeah. so it's all like those elements as, as, as well and yeah. I don't think like I think there's it doesn't mean there's not a place for everything that's going on at the moment during the pandemic like all the sort of live recordings and things like that there is a place for all that but I think without the live element as well intertwined with them all it kind of wouldn't I don't think it would work in the long run I think we need live theatre I think we need that yeah. to kind of kind of yeah inject us with energy mm, definitely. and life so if <laughs> if money wasn't an issue and the pandemic wasn't going on right now let's just pretend um what play or what show would you both want like direct or produce individually you don't have to do it together what is there any show that you would play that you would want to do Ooh. i'm like we're similar in some ways but then yeah. we have like differences as well mm-hmm. I do. I'm. I'm a little musical theatre nerd as well. Are you? I absolutely, like <laughs> love the whole escapism side. Like, obviously, we like to produce work which has a message. But then also, I do want to be entertained. I do yeah. want to forget about mm. all the nonsense that's going yeah, on. Yeah, the escapism and just get, yeah. aspect. Like yeah. buried in. So that's kind of. I'm working on something. I don't want to talk about it too <gasps> oh. much. I'm writing something, and that's kind of like my mm, little okay. passion project. Oh, it's um, it's an adaptation of a an old like book that I want to try. And, oh, okay. Yeah. What's your favourite musical? I'd probably say it's it's not really exciting. I'd say The Sound of Music. It's oh, okay. just because that's what I grew up on. That's what yeah. first hooked me. Oh, I so used to watch musicals. it on repeat when I was from like the age of three. I did too, all the time. Yeah, yeah I my loved it. And then um, I'd say Book of Mormon just, it slays me. Right. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And what about you, um, Sarah? If money was no issue, what would you, what show would you produce? Oh, God, uh, direct, yeah. sorry. Mm. So I really want to put Martin McDonough on. I really mm-hmm. want to put Beauty Queen of Lanan. Mm-hmm. Like I've wanted to do that for years and years. But I do think I could do that without money, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God, that's a really good question. I think <laughs> most things I'd do, I'd just do it even without money. Yeah, so, fair mm-hmm. enough. I, um, I'll tell you what my fear is, that yeah. when we get back to, to live theatre, there's loads of shows about the pandemic and <laughs> no, people wearing a mask happen. and social yeah. distancing <laughs> and stuff and I think you know we just say no we've had enough no, we're not going to watch a show about yeah. but, but it has to happen at some yeah, point yeah because it's history isn't it That's yeah so do you want yeah. to do Pandemic the musical not at all <laughs> I would rather have some sort of injection no. that makes me forget about it <laughs> completely <laughs> no yeah Nancy's up for it though <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yeah. would you 
we can do a little spin off of Sandpit somehow. See, I love post. <laughs> I love like apocalyptic and like oh, post-apocalyptic yeah. plays and like films and things like that. So, yeah, I've always said I want to do. Um, so, have you seen the film Pride? No, no. So it's I can't remember when it was made actually, um, but it's so the, it was when the LGBTQI community mm-hmm. teamed up with like the miners in Wales oh, and right. sort of they helped each other uh, out. Yes, and, yes. Yeah. yeah, but there was like a group of women um, called the Women Against the Mine Closures. Pit closures. The pit yeah. closures. Yeah. So I'd love to do like a play about them and mm. sort of like a massive with music, definitely with music. Yeah. Um, we've met with some really good composers recently, yeah. so we might as well like make make the most of that. Definitely, <laughs> and make something with loads of music, like massive, big visual sort of like mm. production, immersive. Yeah, I'd probably do that. Amazing. Yeah, theatre version of Pride. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. So, where do you see Fallen Doors Theatre in I don't know five years time? Do you still? Um, I'd hope we'd have some money because yeah. <laughs> we are broke. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope we'd have a bit of money to be able to do projects. Um, hopefully, we'll be in a position where we have a little office. Oh, um, yeah. We can regularly, what? I know, an office. What? <laughs> um, I'd love to be able to do that. I'd love to be able to keep comfortably putting on productions mm-hmm. and working with new people. I guess what we're doing now, but yeah. magnified and yeah. more regularly and not having Fantastic. to work 40 hour plus weeks mm-hmm. as well as doing it because it just absolutely burns you out like that's the good thing about lockdown has been just resting like actually resting your yeah, brain sure. mm. no um yeah. yeah i guess that's so. the dream literally just to have your own rehearsal space oh, oh, yeah, yeah, even if it's just an empty decrepit room i yeah. wouldn't mm-hmm. want that just so we have somewhere we can mark the floor up yeah leave props and furniture oh, and tell me about it yeah. around in my office car Honestly, yeah. <laughs> literally yeah that would be the dream i think we're quite we're quite not materialistic are we we're not like we've got big dreams and big ideas but yeah okay caitlin's asked about the 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 longer term plan but what's the shorter term plan that that you can tell us about we because sarah's done work with the liverpool irish festival before you did kitty and Mm -hmm. um there was already talks pre-pandemic to try and help stage um, a production with with um, a play by some new writers mm-hmm. and then obviously now that's not really happening we can't have live performances yeah it was but meant to be in end of October mm-hmm. which yeah. obviously mm-hmm. isn't going to be able to do inside no, but it's it's a really good play like it's really interesting subject matter what's the theme of, of, of um, this can you say it's yeah, a historic it's piece Black Bloody it? Sunday yeah oh, so really? it's um, mm-hmm. sort of set so it's about Liverpool Dublin Bloody Sunday obviously mm-hmm. 1916 mm-hmm. Um, it's got music in it Irish music mm-hmm. um quite a big cast last time it was first stage yeah. based um, on a true story yeah based on a true story to, to do with the right is this deliverable indoors um it's with not this huge ta- cast? no it's yeah. not enough um no not not this side of the year we'd hope we'd hope that we can build it up to to get to a place because it's hoping to then tour island and go to mm. new oh, venues wow. over in ireland and mm. um especially where the writer's family are from which is about the play um but we're gonna have to do what well, it's to be honest it's actually we're not it's been it's quite all right we're gonna do like a little podcast about it like a little oh, interview with the writers mm-hmm. um a bit about the making of and what the plans are for it next year hopefully to come back um for the irish festival in 2021 that sounds Fantastic. brilliant yeah. yeah yeah so that's kind that's of ticking away yeah. yeah but yeah so. Okay, and let's do the plug then. If people want to find out more information about Fallen Doors Theatre Company or yourselves, how, how do they find that? So we've got Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Twitter is. Do I need to read the handles? Or we'll put it on. No, the but if it's Fallen Doors, you, you're going to yeah, get there. Fallen yeah, Fallen Doors yeah. Theatre. Yeah. Um, we're quite active when we've got a show on on social media, yeah. but not the best because it's just us two, literally, yeah. whilst working. Um, but yeah, definitely Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, we've we're going to have a website built eventually we've mm. got like a bit of a basic one at the moment but we're going to sort of get that up on the ground hopefully next year sometime um yeah Amazing. and you can contact us and our emails are there and everything so perfect thank mm-hmm. you so thanks much thanks very much yeah no and it would be nice to catch up again and especially we'll do the coverage when when, when the irish um, oh yeah yeah, yeah that would be good yeah, yeah. Yeah. definitely so thank you both so much for coming on and don't forget everyone if you want to contact us uh, get involved with the show uh, suggest some topics or some guests then um, visit us at www.likemindedproduction.co.uk brilliant Thank right, you. Caitlin. Yes. Um, oh, what's oh, what's your plans for the next week? You know, we always like, like <laughs> to end with, with this. Um, More drinking and box sets. Do you know what I was going to say? I'm going to have a glass of gin tonight. <laughs> Just a full glass of gin. Um, no, I'm I'm not watching box. Okay. Okay. So what are you doing this week? Oh, well, I'll just be like uh, doing a word search <laughs> and, uh, and maybe a jigsaw. Lovely. Right. <laughs> Okay, so thanks very much, everyone, and uh, see you at the next podcast. Thank you. Bye.